Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy birthday, too. Thank you. <laughs> Today is my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, birthday. Feels the same as yesterday, but older. No joint pain yet? Uh, no, I've had a bit of that, for sure. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't come at this age. That, that comes much earlier, so you have some stuff to look forward to. I'm already getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to, to finally be back with you guys. We took a, a small break for the holidays and uh here we are in 2022 and ready to kick things off again yep um first wrist check we'll start off with that i'll kick it off this time um i'm rocking a new watch a watch i said i was gonna get on a on a previous episode um the christmas gods blessed me and i got the uh diver the 53 diver skin zodiac super seawolf with the cream dial uh, stainless steel bezel. Uh, it's got gold indices and then uh, some flag hour markers. Um, this thing's a lot of fun. I've been rocking this for the last couple of weeks. And um, I knew I loved it when I saw it immediately. I've, I've just becoming familiar with the, the history of Zodiac. Quickly became a fan. Um, the history grabbed me. Uh, the vintage aesthetic. They haven't really changed design-wise since since their inception um they have their own design language they're still swiss made and in terms of value what you get for the price point is is pretty incredible um so i've been having a lot of fun with this i can't wait for the summertime i'm gonna throw it on a nato strap uh get to the beach a couple of times and and purpose this thing it looks good it's very much your style yeah yeah, i love this thing for sure for sure uh, what are you rocking with today? What you got? The Aorus. I haven't taken it off since I got it. Tried and true. Strap is starting to change a lot. Yeah, it's starting super to change dark fast now. too. Yeah, it looks. It's really almost good. as dark as VJ's, and he's had worn his yeah. for nine months. <laughs> he uh he posted today on his story that someone swapped out the strap for a green tropical strap, the yeah. rubber. Yeah, I've seen that. It looks crazy. Yeah, it does. like it I'm a little really tempted good. to really. Like that. It yeah. does. Look I kind of okay. want to do it. It looks super baseball glovey now. I know. It it's looks nice. like a like a ball in the glove. That's crazy how so, patina so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's only, only really one side. The other side is not as dark. I guess it doesn't rub up on my sleeve as much. Or obviously when you touch it, yeah. put the strap on this way. So I'm touching that side more, but it's good. That's dope. I, I think I'm definitely going to swap the strap for some of the, just to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. What are you rocking with today, Sean? Rashawn? Um, so, you know, I had to take it back. This, this for me is very special. This is the uh, DW6300. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sorry, 6900 LS uh, G-Shock. This is my favorite watch. Actually, was a gift from Ben. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what you got for my birthday? Yeah, what we, we, a, you got, we doing a watch unveiling today? Should, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you might be talking too soon, Perry. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but this piece is very, very special to me. It was a gift from Ben. Um, it also speaks to my childhood. Um, you know, I think everybody has owned a yep. G-Shock, especially this silhouette. I was just about to say too, I feel like that's kind of like that's kind of like everybody's first G-Shock. Everybody's yep. first G-Shock. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. I love it when you wear that watch, the like translucent blue with mm-hmm. the green is is fire. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing about this piece, so um at the time when the Cassio was like on fire and it was yeah. hot. I wanted the jellyfish Casio. Sure. And Ben was able to get it before me. Okay. <laughs> and I, I was it, like. I got it the day before it released. He, he, he got it the day before it released. I called wow. the G-Shock store and I was like, yo, I need this. Do you have it? And he was like, oh, they're not really out yet. And I was like, I see them online everywhere. Like, people have them. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, well, if you can come to the store in the next hour, I'll sell you one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And, and the funny thing was like, he was like, well, do you have two? Because then. Ben called me and was like, yo, you got to get this watch. Yeah. So Ben got his and then I was on my way to the city and I got there and the dude was like, oh man, you're too late. I'm like, ah. So then the next piece was, you know, the um, the 6900. And I was like, man, this speaks to my childhood so much. And it has the translucent. I love the... Um, the the dial and like how it has like that pop of line mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and this thing just does it does everything you need it to do it's fire man i remember yeah. i had one of those uh years ago 
when when Bape did a lot of G-Shock pieces. Yeah. They had one that I had. And uh, I think recently there was a, John Mayer released one of those with, with Hodinkee. Yeah. That's actually kind of fire. It's like super norm, uh, normcore, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, it's referencing like some, some like 80s digital keyboard. Um, but the colorway is, is dope. I think the thing sold out in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is hot. Yeah, That's I, good, man. When I was in high school, I had the the same one, but it wasn't that color. It was a shiny black with the lime yeah, green. Yeah, I had mine was all black. Yeah, mine had the lime green, though. Yeah. I think That's I still have that watch somewhere. I gotta find it. You gotta pull it out for the next Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I do. I think it's it's probably at my dad's place. Yeah, I think I have that still. I have to get that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the last time we spoke. I'm already shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, rip, the, rip the band-aid off. So yeah, we, we 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 took a bit of a hiatus for the holidays, and you know, everyone's been dealing with COVID and, and that's a thing. Um, so definitely glad to be back. But um to sort of fill in that time, we did a couple of live streams on Instagram, which were actually really, really uh, awesome for us. Um, we got a lot of support from viewership um, in terms of people who were following us and the percentage of people that were uh, interacting with us. It was a lot of fun. Um, we shot two live episodes. So if you haven't seen that, uh, visit us on Instagram at Pod and uh, check those out. But the last time we spoke was on New Year's Eve on, uh, on, on, on the live show. And um, we had this whole annual recap. Please <laughs> <laughs> rip the band-aid yeah, off. We, off. <laughs> uh, we had the annual recap. And one of the subjects was Watch of the Year. And my choice for Watch of the Year was the, the Vacheron Constantin Overseas uh, Everest. Uh, which to me was one of the most beautifully designed watches, tool watches of last year from a luxury watch company. What was your choice again, Ben? The Ming 20.02 Adengraf Chrono. Another beautiful watch. Also very unique and has nice things going for it. <laughs> I'm not trying to get at you when I'm saying this too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just leading it up. And, and Rashawn hit us with uh, a curveball. Cause I I did not see you saying this. This this came straight out of left field for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said um, the the turquoise Rolex Oyster Perpetual, and I'm going to call it the turquoise that's Rolex Oyster Perpetual. Because I'm not going to call it what everyone else is calling it. Because it's not that. Okay. So I'm tired of of of. It is not a Tiffany Rolex. Okay, but let's. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to let you say your piece, and then. Please let me let me control the mic. You you, you, you got it. So um, I mean, what, what we, we really just want to clear the air with with this whole watch of the the year thing. Yes. Why do you feel like the turquoise oyster perpetual was the watch of the year? Well, so okay, so I'm, I, I maybe maybe I miss um, skewed the. Construe the question. I, I thought it was your watch of the year. Like my personal, my personal opinion was no, watch is. of the year. It is. It okay, is. okay. It is. It's, so it's your it's your point of view on on what you feel was the most the influential or there best design watch of the year. There you go. So you said it already. Influence. Sure. The simple <laughs> fact that a sim- that a three hand watch could go ahead and turn the watch industry upside down because. This watch was called the Tiffany Blue Dial before any other turquoise dial, whether it was Patek, a Timex, or anything else. Were, it was people, called the people, Tiffany. There were people, people who nicknamed it that. that. Yeah, that's a they, nickname. But, no, but that's what it wasn't being so sold. Then what, so let me ask you a that's question. Not what Rolex calls wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so my question is this: So what happens to the folks that call? You know, when you walk into a jeweler and someone says, "Do you have a John Mayer?" We all know what that is. So. What's the difference from somebody saying, "Hey, do you have the Tiffany Blue OP?" There's no difference, but it's wrong. No, there's you can't. There's, you there's can't. a difference. There, there is a difference. How is there a difference? The difference is in terms of when they're saying, "Like, do you have the John Mayer?" It's because, from the perspective of like how people are interacting or being introduced to new releases and watches today. It's all happening like this. It's all happening via the internet, YouTube, mm-hmm. social media, etc. Mm-hmm. And that was a piece that John Mayer, 
popularized yeah, in the sense a, of like he said like this one is special totally. and maybe not a lot of people get it but i got it and and i think this is special and then everyone else thought it was special the difference <laughs> but everyone think, but everyone thinks that 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 turquoise dial is very special you see it, what you I, just I'm not said turquoise it's not. But okay. it wasn't, no, but I'm it, it, no, I'm it, it, saying I'm saying turquoise for the respect of you guys. Sure. I say it's Tiffany blue. But Rolex says it's turquoise. No, of course, but so they turquoise. don't. But t Rolex doesn't call the uh, the the green dial the John Mayer. No, they don't. No. So then, what's the difference? A nickname is the, a nickname. The difference is that this is this is this one is a guy who who said like this is special, and so. But what they, they are there. He is he is in ways being positioned as. Someone who's very Paul Newman esque, yeah, sure. Right versus the what the general versus, public, the people spoke. Let the versus, let the people speak. But we got to respect the people's opinion versus too. Versus a company that actually retails watches <laughs> and stamps them, and they didn't stamp this, but that's fine. I think that's 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 you know that's. But the people we, have spoken, and that's that's what they call it. Listen, and that's what they respect it. I'm not gonna call it that. Yeah, okay. I get it, but that's that's beside the point. So now, why is this watch of the year? Well, I thought it was watch of the year because Rolex, like I said, led the charge in the trend. Everybody has come second to Rolex in the color dial. I mean, we've had the conversation that, of course, other brands, you know, they make these enamel dials and it takes X amount of time to cook them and and to stamp them out and to do X, Y, and Z. But the thing is this. You still came second to the race. You're just the first to lose in the race. That's just the way I look at it. Rolex led the charge. What do you they were first to do it. What's wrong with that? You can't come second. A, you can't come second if you're better. That's better, wrong. better, better. In of course, you're, you're talking about better as far as in their complications, sophistication, and um, you know. Also, the fact, the fact assembly, that the Tiffany sure. 5711 no. is actually a Tiffany 5711. Sure, but that's only because of the relationship. That's only that's only this. Yeah, but that wouldn't happen. But outside other, other of models. that, the people have spoken and they respect that watch much greater than I they do the other one. I, no kind, I kind of feel like no this watch. But no one. But the thing is this though. This is the watch. This is the watch that is for the people because they actually have the opportunity to own it. You cannot no, own a blue no, dial. Yes, you no, can. No, we we know folks that own them. We know we know we, we, folks we that own them. I've never we do. seen one in the wild. I've but, seen people but, but, buy them. I haven't seen anyone wear them in the street. But that's but that's because they're traded at what a thousand percent up. Yeah, this thing just resold for for what fifty thousand dollars. That's stupid, and it shouldn't be that a fifty six hundred dollars. Sure, watch but that's but that, that speaks. But exactly, so that's why I'm saying that the people have spoken. They've chosen this watch to be so. Here's that, here's but they, they did that because it's more accessible than the other one. I, accessibility has nothing to do with this. It does. Yes, it well, does. So, so here's, here's, do here's how I look at it, right? This watch, at, at, when, it was re, when, when Rolex released this color collection of OPs, met with tons of fanfare. It was dope. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I thought it was great. It's a callback to the Stellas. 100%. We love that. Um, this one was favored by a lot of people because of the color. And I did hear people refer to it as a Tiffany blue dial, yes. but not the Tiffany Rolex OP. Whatever. That's fine. Sure. The popularity of this watch, to me, in did my eyes- Did not increase, did not increase because of Patek. It no did. Way, no yes, way it did not. This watch was trading. So $6,000 watch was- No, no, no. It was already trading at 20. Right. It was already trading, but the watch is six grand. It traded at twenty, and of course, then at that point when the auction went off and it went for six point six million, then that's when it skyrocketed, and then yeah. it went because, to fifty thousand. Patek, no, sure. Of, so but, let me ask you a question: Out of all of the that that collection they did with colored dials, yes, which one was trading the most? It was this one. Was it? Was, it? it was the green. It was the green. It was always this one. It was the green. The, the green and this were neck and neck. So the no, but I mean I would have thought that the the coral traded higher nah, because no people people not so really rocking with the I'll, coral. To be yellow, honest, the yet. only one I have not physically ever seen in my life is the coral. I've seen everything. That was the I've, first one I saw. So the first one I saw actually was the yellow. This is the only one I haven't seen in person. The first one I've ever seen was the yellow. 
The second one was the turquoise. The third, and we, you know, you know how we see these pieces, but we were able to see the pink. Pink is pink great. is hot. Pink is great. Pink is great. The pink, the pink, the pink is awesome. We were able to 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 see the pink and and handle it and and enjoy it. Um, but I've never and of course like the green is in every single boutique for exhibition. Um, but the the coral is, on, coral is the only one I have not seen physically. The coral one is fire. Um, the green one to me is the one to have. I think long term because it. It's the same color as the box. Yes. Like, could, could you imagine a year from today when people are like, I can't believe this $5,600 watch sold for 50 k Like, it's crazy. Or, or think about the dude who spent 50 k 40 k 30 k on this watch. I, think, like, I, I can't think, believe I, I think did in that. saying that. That's regrettable. And, but I mean, anybody, but you could say the same thing about the John Mayer. I've had a conversation with a guy where, you know, I asked him, I seen the piece and I was like, yo, man, you're like, dude, how much did you pay for that? And he was like, he was like, I paid 72 grand. And I was like, You're talking about the gold Daytona. The, the gold Daytona dial. with yeah. the green dial. Yeah. Which, Which is fire. He's like, I paid 72 grand. I said, Man, you paid two times retail? He said, Man, don't worry about it. I paid with my coin. And I was like, So at this point, I don't think people are losing sleep to spend that money because they're trading differently. And we've spoken about it so much. Sure. How people acquire watches and how money at this point right now is so disposable. No one cares. Throw it in the air, let it fly. So, I still don't agree that this is watch of the year, but that's fine. Uh, this is my. This is just my watch of the I year. I respect it. Also, the thing, opinion. the thing too is that I don't even. But do you say have I to re- agree with my opinion? I don't. I don't, don't even. I don't even want to say don't. that. That it, I like. I, I'm just. It's, it's a lot of curiosity. This is the it. only watch that put the industry in a frenzy. <laughs> so I think this is not. the only no, it's watch. Not. No, it's not. Well, that green that green Nautilus got launched. But we're not even talking about it anymore. Who cares? We we're not talking about it right now. But you know why reason, not talking about it? Because why people are talking about this is because another the, one came the, out because of the, the Patek. The, the Patek. Okay, but that so so then you guys are kind of it feels but then you like guys are kind of speaking to it, my my point. It, it kind of feels like this is a budget Patek. Yeah. No, yes. but that's because it's like, well, you can't get that. But that's the salty. No, but that's the salty guys. That's the salty guys. That's the salty guys. Come on. I feel like I feel like if you if you if you pay fifty thousand dollars for a turquoise op. You are salty. They are the salty guys. Yeah, this is getting popular but, by but the that's, salty but guys. But that's but that's the same as the second. That's the same as the secondary market. The secondary market was created because of either the salty guys or the the guys that they feel comfortable going to jewelers. At the, this watch went from. What was it trading at before? 17. 17,000. 17 to twenty grand. Okay, let's seventeen say, to twenty. Say, even let's say let's say twenty. Let's okay. say it's trading for twenty. Let's say twenty. Patek drops. 50. Yes. So there's a whole bunch of people that didn't want it before. Who now want They're it. now like, well, I can't get the Patek, but I still want a Tiffany colored blue dial. But I mean, but the thing is this, I've heard stories and I know a reputable source that has told me that someone has brought that blue dial for 45 grand. Which one? The the, the 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 um the Rolex. the Rolex the Rolex sure I think there's a lot of people so paying then, for but that my now. thing but is that's, this though that's all because so of hold on but the thing is this though the fact that it can still continue to climb is not and people that's the are actually investing in it I think that speaks volumes I'm not sure those people are investing in anything you're never gonna get fifty grand back for this watch but I don't but you're no but my thing is this though the that's the simple it. fact that they want that. the watch though I think so this, they this want the never, watch I, if you can spend fifty thousand dollars on a watch it's, that means you really want it the you way really I really want it I think I think the demand is um so palpable that it's just going to I would not be surprised if in another 12 months, uh, this watch sells for six figures. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it'll I'm be 100. You, I can see it go to 100. I'm going to tell you why. But I, the only reason why I see it is because I see the demand getting that crazy. I don't see it slowing down yeah, but in it, 2022. That's, that's going to stabilize. I'm going to tell you why. This watch has only been out for barely a year. Yeah, it released I know. for barely a year. Yeah. It's considered the, the hottest thing on the block right now for Rolex. Sure. That's why it is what it is. In 12 to 24 months, when there's more of them out there, more people have them on their wrist, those prices in the gray market are going to come down. Let's see. if Let's let's see. It's always going to sell for over retail. That's not a question. But it's not going to be 30, 40, 50K anymore. It's going to go back to 15, I think, 20. I think, I think remember, though, that if as long as the demand exceeds what is actually being produced, 
He's gonna trade very high, especially I mean, if seventeen especially twenty if was this, already very high. If this times the price, I, I agree but if, with you if on this, that. I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not gonna be surprised if it goes for six figures, but even if it doesn't, it's gonna sell for more than fifty thousand dollars. The only way this watch goes for six figures is if, is if next September Rolex says no more colored OPs. That's the only way. Yeah, no more. That's a possibility. No more. No. <laughs> well, no more. No more. No more colored dial uh, uh, like this one because remember, you know, this one is enamel. The other ones that they've done. No, it's the same. They're all the same. No, no, no. But the other ones have like the kind of like that radiant sunburst kind no, of. No, like the, co the colored ones all have the same effect. The only this, one that's this one. This one is, is matted though. They're yeah. all like that. Only one that's different is the silver one. Hmm. So it's the silver one so is the sunburst. These are in all terms just, of um, okay. the same finish. In terms of the popularity now that exist between the Patek, this, do we feel like, there seems to be like a trend, cause even now, Doxa released with the uh, the 600T, mm -hmm. right? They have a turquoise dial. Yes. It seems like turquoise dials are gonna be the color for 2022. Yeah. Do they we feel like that's a thing? I believe that is a thing and Rolex is leading that charge and that's why I call them watch of the year. <laughs> let's just let, okay. let, let me just so, let me just drop the mic okay. let me drop right. the mic so let me drop the I mic do I, my do my do my easy show there you go all right easy you gonna growl for us uh <laughs> belize and siaga gap uh so speaking of that mm -hmm. uh there was a new release this week uh blue dial watches not quite turquoise very close uh <laughs> Come on, man. This isn't Grand Seiko DNA. Stop playing. Close it. enough. Close enough. But the uh, the Grand Seiko Soko Frost, they released two watches, one spring drive, one high beat. Mm -hmm. um, the Soko Frost, so this is part of their Seiki, am I pronouncing it right? Because I yeah. know you know this. the Seiki 24 mm -hmm. uh, sort of philosophy that they have behind this collection. Maybe not so much a philosophy, but they break down their um, their seasons into twenty four segments, as opposed to like how we do four here big ones. Four, yeah, there's six right? micro seasons in exactly. Four big ones. So the Soko Frost is a period during the fall when you first start to see the frost, mm. it's like that 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 first like little hints of like ice or snow appearing on leaves and the ground. It's fitting that this released well soon because you got our first day of snow yeah true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i love that grand seiko does this um I, it just it, there's there's so much intention and thought uh behind uh their their design language uh this watch is really really pretty um so like i said one's a high beat one's a spring drive this is also exclusive to american markets yep yes um, but here this thing is, this thing is crazy. The high beat's the one to have. The high beat definitely is the one Secure Zuri dial. They did one in 2018 that was a, a similar dial in case and it sold out immediately. US exclusive, hundred pieces. Yeah. So they're kind of, they brought it back a little bit. I mean, bit. I'm not, not mad at a spring thing, drive either. Like I've always wanted a spring drive watch. I definitely think if I had to choose, I would go with the high beat. But yeah, the dial is just so much nicer. Cause it's cleaner. There's it's nothing disrupting it. You don't have the, the, the spring. The power Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this thing is 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 dope. Uh, reasonably priced, I think. Is this limited? Is this a limited run? It's not. That's the thing. So it's not limited production. Like they're never, as far as we know, not going to stop making Just exclusive to this market. Just exclusive, exclusive to the U.S., but also like there's not going to be a lot of them to go around at first. Yeah. Production always has to catch up, especially when they're doing new dials. But still, I mean, in, you know, in terms of price and what you get from Grand Seiko design-wise, but also technologically um and and you know qualitative um the price is great 6k for the spring drive just under 7000 for the high beat these things are gorgeous yeah the high beat the high beat is the one the high beat is the one exactly to your point uh p but it's i also but clean. do you feel like going back to like the whole conversation with like your watch of the year. <laughs> do you really feel like do you, that, Yeah, do you think you that, like influenced that is this? influencing like Grand Seiko? Well, see, the thing is this, um, and we've spoken about this, to Ben's point, it is in Grand Seiko's DNA, 
but I do think that it is perfect timing. It's perfect timing. We can't say because we're not in these offices, we're not, you know, um, kind of like having these conversations and pretty much like making the decisions. But at the same time, I think when you come second, there's nothing else to do but say you guys are, you're following the trend. There's nothing else to it. Like that's just a fact. Um, we do know that Grand Seiko appreciates nature. And of course, like winter seems to be like their most popular season or at least like the turning over of the of the seasons. So those kind of dials always do well. I feel like any anytime they do a blue dial. If they do a blue dial. It, it does yeah, very, very well. They yes. do blue, blue dials the, the, very, very the well. Omi Batari, mm -hmm. The Omibatari, the, um, the blue snowflake. Um, all of those pieces do really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, this makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're still second. You want to, you want to know you're something second. funny? You're second. You want to know something funny? You're still in second. You're you still in second place. You want to know something? I want to know. Y'all know I love Grand Seiko and yeah. a, I know a couple people that work there, right? Yes. I knew about this watch before the piece came out. Boom. Sure. Influence? But the no, <laughs> but that's but that's totally fine. That's sure. totally fine. But at the end of the day, you still came second. Still came second they in the did race. They the same watch four just years because, ago. Listen, just How because I'm more just because I'm more athletic than you, just because I can run fast and I can jump higher doesn't mean that I'm going to beat you in a race. Yeah, think about it that way and you know how philosophical i get we can <laughs> go we can off. we can go yin yang wax on wax off mr miyagi we can do it whatever you want to do however i need to convey the message is what i will do wow <laughs> we got the, this is a karate kid reference for everything <laughs> listen man <laughs> you've been watching cobra kai on netflix Ooh, <laughs> i need i need a netflix series <laughs> We need a hidden camera like Netflix. We need uh, to like recreate the office. I think it's gonna be. It's, <laughs> I mean, listen. I, I am. I am not one to hate on a blue dial. I don't hate the 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 turquoise op. <laughs> I think. I, I think I'm starting to. I mean, I feel like I should just because anytime. But that's just me. I'm like you know. Anytime, uh, everyone calls me the contrarian. So when someone, when people gravitate towards something, I kind of like. I back up a little bit, so, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just don't think it holds the weight that, that everyone else. Thinks I, I think it does. it's the worst of the color dials. I personally, I think the, I think the green and the and the yellow are like yellow is by far my favorite. Yellow is yeah. number one. Coral second for me. Pink I think the green one is the green one is to four. have long term. Um, I think yeah, I think if you like Rolex, you want the green one. Like if you if collect you, Rolex, you yeah, want you the want green the green one because it matches the box. It's like. I mean, it doesn't get any realer than that, but yeah, whatever, that's fine. Um, there was another release mm -hmm. this week mm -hmm. um, that I know you're really excited yeah, about. It's a good I one. was, I was, I mean, when I saw this release, I was like, I mean, I think I sent it to the chat immediately. I was like, fire, this is dope. Yeah. Um, yeah and so Omega, who seems like they're really in their bag lately, mm -hmm. like just putting out a lot of heat yeah um and timing wise i thought this was great too right like new release of the year uh part of the 321 series and then coming off of the heel of the uh the phillips auction last year they did a reproduction of the ck2915-1 uh which is the 1957 pre-moon speedmaster in their proprietary Canopus Gold. And I did some research, it's pronounced Canopus, which is interesting. I'm not really sure where that comes from, but yeah. the whole thing is that it's, uh, it's the proprietary uh, mix of 18K white gold with platinum, rhodium, and palladium. Yes. Uh, this is released to acknowledge their 65th anniversary of the Speedmaster. Um, which I think is awesome. Uh, not limited edition, which I thought it was initially. There's mm -hmm. a there's a contradiction there though. Not limited and boutique exclusive. It is a boutique exclusive. Boutique yes. exclusive. So it is limited, but 
I guess the 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 communication there is that like not limited in production. Yes. You'll be able to get one, but you'll only be able to get it from us. Which goes back to what we were talking about talking about either last episode or a couple episodes back and the trend of like more boutique exclusive yeah, watches. Yeah. You're vetting your client. And what that means for the inter- the industry. And you know what's interesting? As much as I love um, Omega, and you guys know I'm a big fan, I don't really walk into their shops. Yes. Um, and I can't I can't say you know anything. I'm not saying anything negative about it. I've never had a negative experience in an Omega shop, but there's nothing that really draws me in because their stuff is widely available at ADs everywhere. Yeah. Right. So it's like you have these relationships at these other shops. You don't really have a reason ever. Yeah. To go into yeah. an Omega shop, yeah. and this could be uh, the reason for many Omega fans and enthusiasts. Now, mm-hmm. um, what I personally love about this watch, aside from everything about like their 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 alloy mix and the actual reference, is the black onyx dial. I think is absolutely fire. The dial is fire, and then. Tacky meter is enamel. Yeah. The tacky meter is enamel. Yeah. I mean, they put everything into this piece. I I, I definitely agree. Um, price point concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about this. So uh, the price point concerns you. Yes. I get it. Uh, how I much think is it's this thing? Perfect. Eighty-one thousand. Eighty-one thousand dollars. It's kind of funny they had to throw the extra one thousand dollars on this. Yes. Uh, 80k wasn't enough. So, um, I mean, if I could just get a little, a little small segment in this part. Sure, do your thing. <laughs> because you are very passionate about Speedmasters, and you guys are like very, very passionate about them. Um, I love this watch. I think it's amazing. I think it's beautiful. Um, price point concerns me, and I'll tell you why. Um, yes, the craftsmanship is there. The materials are there. The history is there. The story is there. Everything is there aesthetically and just historically. But I feel like this is a reach because you could have crafted this piece and it could have still been a whole lot less. And I'll tell you why. Because the movement is in-house. Now they proprietary. The gold is proprietary to them, which is something that's new, um, which also means that they cut costs as well. Um and of course, like it, it, it does it. It cuts costs, and then it also merits for them to kind of give that markup. Um, we know that the components that's made up this made up of this watch also is precious metal, um, and it just has that beautiful aesthetic. Don't get me wrong, Omega. If that's what you guys want to do, do your thing. Flex your muscle. I love the fact that you know you guys went for the gust on you. You know you decided to to. Put this watch at eighty one thousand dollars, but I feel like who's the guy that's spending eighty one grand? Sure, there are guys out there that have multiple Speedmasters, and we know, like for example, the um, the Snoopy is a piece that is like application. You cannot buy it, no matter how much money. Highly you have. coveted. Yep. Highly coveted. Sure. So you can't buy that watch just because you know you have a pulse or because your money is green. Um, this watch. It almost feels like because it's boutique only, but not limited. So you wouldn't give up the Snoopy, but you'll give up this watch for eighty-one grand. For me, feels like it's a reach. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I understand the concern. Yes, and I respect it. But um, I feel like I feel like this is a very smart move on behalf of Omega for a couple of reasons. One hundred percent. One. They're taking their most iconic watch, um, one of the most coveted pieces for any watch collector, right? Anyone who is excited about collecting watches and and building a collection feels and knows that like you got to have a Speedmaster in your collection. Yes. Not a lot of guys are going to have access to this reference, right? Or a pre-moon, especially after the last auction where we saw the tropical dial sold for what 3.4 million Mm dollars at auction yes right which was crazy enough yes 
So if I'm Omega and I'm looking at I'm like, this is our most iconic piece. This is the piece that everyone, when people think of our brand, they think of this. Mm -hmm. The history is there. Um, what's missing? Luxury. Yes. And we make this ultimate tool watch that everyone respects and loves, uh, arguably the most iconic watch in watchmaking. Mm -hmm. One of the that. most recognizable. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't compete in the luxury market with people who haven't been making watches as long as us, mm -hmm. people who've been making watches just as long as us, mm -hmm. and people who aren't uh, more recognizable than us. And this piece launches them into that conversation, which I think is fitting and they, and they deserve it. And all of the merit is there. I'm not, I'm mad that it's $80,000 because I'm not going to get one. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm mad. But I'm not mad that they put this much effort into uh, the concept, the design, the execution, and are offering at this price. Go ahead, do your thing. I love it. You, if, 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 if anyone deserves to be part of that conversation, you guys do. And this, this, this line uh, of watches that you've made deserves being in that conversation. I believe the Omega Speedmaster is one of the most perfect tool watches ever designed in almost almost every iteration. Absolutely. Um, and how timely is this, right? To me, this is a direct response to Phillips. And not to say that this wasn't something that they were working on, definitely. Totally. But like, okay, Phillips happens. And again, I'm just speculating, mm -hmm. but let's say... You know, we work for Omega, Phillips happens. I'm going back to the drawing room, like, how do we elevate this? Yes. And that's what this is. This is an elevation of a tool watch that they've been selling for 65 years. Yes. Incredible. So I'm glad that you say that. And um, I agree with everything that you said, 100%. Um, and I think, especially when we talk about watches especially on the show everything is opinionated and it comes from an enthusiast standpoint and it comes from the heart and it comes from you know our passion for watches mm -hmm. and one thing that you that that you said that kind of drew back to you know my idea of how the future of watchmaking is going or at least like watch collecting watch selling and etc is the the secondary market is determining price points amongst um these jewelers and so are the auctions so you know continuously um over and over repeatedly whenever we speak about auctions or whenever we speak about any other ways that watches are being traded um it does put pressure on these original jewelers to go ahead and say well how do we combat that or how do we kind of get with it how do we get with the culture um that's why I think that this watch at 81,000 is a reach because you don't have anything in between. It's like you have a, a Speedmaster at 7,100 and then you have one at 81,000. I think that's incredible. But, also, but they do have sure. stuff in between. But no, no, I think that's incredible but, because it, it would to but, me. But it's, it, not, but it's not, but it's not, it's not a moon watch. Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's, I mean, the, the only one, the, the, three two, to, the, but the three, two, one. A tribute to Apollo 11, yellow gold with a red bezel. That's like 40K. Yes, but it's not. No, but what I'm trying to say is this one maintains its original look as a moon watch. Yeah, as far there's, as like, there's, but, a, white but, gold, there's but, a white gold Speedmaster. But think like about 40K. it. But think about it. Right. Think about like. But those watches are retired, though. No, they're not. You just can't get them because they're sold out. Just here's, like this will be. Here's the thing. Though. Think but about, then that means they're retired. You can't get them. Retired. But then how do you get them? You gotta wait, just like you wait for Rolex and everything else. Sure, There's a this, demand. But sure, the, the thing is, like, it's like wait, but, but then here's the difference. Here's the difference. But you can't have it. Here's the difference. This watch is for a particular client of theirs anyway. Yes. Right. Most of the guys that want a Speedmaster just want a Speedmaster. Yeah. Yes. Right. So to me, there's, and we know this, especially about Omega. There are Omega enthusiasts yes. that just love Omega because of the quality of watches that they produce and they produce some of the most beautiful watches in the world. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. And then you have that guy who um, is a serious watch collector, uh, but is enamored and captivated and obsessed 
with Omega Speedmasters. You've got guys out there that just collect Speedmasters. That's true. And they have everything. Every reference, yeah. They have every reference or every reference that they want. Yes. And they've got the capital to spend more on watches. But they just keep buying Speedmasters, right? This is something for those guys. This is something for the guy that is like, has a lot of money to spend on watches, doesn't buy everything. He's not buying Pateks really, not really buying a whole lot of Rolexes, right? If he has Rolexes, he has the one that he wants. Sure. But he's like, I love Omegas, a very particular guy. And now you've given him another reason to come back into your shop. And you've given him something that a lot of people don't have access to mm -hmm. because of the price point, which is a, a special experience and offering for him because he hasn't had anything special for him in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Not here. And this is something that is sort of like, to me, at 81K, and it's going to sound crazy, it's kind of like a thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing business with us all these years yes. and buying the same watch over and over again. Here's something special for you that okay. a lot of people really wouldn't want, that now a lot of people don't have access to. Yes. But you can get this. So who? Okay, so you've explained the guy that is going to own this watch mm -hmm. and aspire to have it. Do you think we see these on many people's wrists? No, no, no. But you, but you don't see. You see it on the right person. But you, really. you'll see it on the right person. But you don't see a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys, a probably already shop at Omega. Yes. Right. They're exclusive Omega clients. Yes. Most of them. Yes. Um, if they're buying reference after reference after reference. Um, B, if they're also buying reference after reference after reference and they're not Omega guys in terms of like me going to the store, they're Omega guys that hang out with other Omega guys that are buying from each other, mm. buying and selling to each other. Okay. Right. They exist in like kind of like a bubble. Yes. And it's like, yo, we don't really talk about anything else. This is what we do. Oh, you, you got the, you got the turquoise Rolex. Cool. Go hang out <laughs> over there. That's, that's those guys. That's but it is. But that's that's that 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 is that is that crowd. Sure. That crowd's like I'm not impressed. They're more impressed by like some weird obscure vintage watch that probably costs nothing, right? Because it's just like obscure, weird, got a story to it. Yes. Because again, this is all this is all about history. This is all about the narrative. Um, this is more than. The luxury offering. The luxury offering is what makes it really, really special because it's like now you're you're finally giving something back to me that feels special that I'm not I'm not gonna see on everyone's wrist. Mm -hmm. Which I think is an important thing to do if you're a luxury watch company. Totally. Um and you know, this hasn't been done like this from Omega, as far as I know, not with this line, um, uh, unless you get more sort of you know, um, grandiose than this, mm -hmm. right? So here is a white gold watch mixed with platinum, palladium, mm -hmm. rhodium. Yes. But it is also very tasteful. It doesn't completely, it's not disruptive in terms of the aesthetic. Yes. But it's got a lot of luxury, like it's, a black onyx dial. This dial all about details. Yeah. It's all about the details, which yeah. is what which is what Omega customers are all about. It's like, don't give me the bells and the whistles. Show me what's under the hood. Yes. Kind of thing, right? Which is especially why it's like, yeah, again, play on like we're gonna give you a three, two, one movement. Yeah. For this piece. Yeah. Right? We're gonna give you an amazing looking case back. We're going to trick out the bezel, which is something that you you Prior to us doing this, probably didn't even care about. Yeah, we're gonna trick out the the uh, the dial. Yeah, we're gonna mix alloys and make it precious metal, which again is something that you don't care. They could have easily done this watch in gold. Boom. Yeah, twenty four K. I agree. And everyone and but again, that's why I look at it differently because it's like you're alienating that client if you do that, right? Keep the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I want this to be as close to the actual reference as possible. But then you made it luxury. Yes. I agree. Hold on one. I agree. I'm not going to lie. At this point, <laughs> if I had 81 grand, 
You buy it. I know you I, would. Did I, I just sell you? I'd buy Did it. You sold me. Wow. Oh my god! I wow. can't believe I this. First watch on the show. Yo, I can't Omega believe that. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like I'm not even joking. But I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am a fan first. I knew what this was the minute I saw it. I saw everyone hating, you know, hating on it on social media, and I was like, nope, you're not. Because what I when I sent it to text, I was like, I don't care what anyone says. This yeah. watch is great. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, my thing is this. Like I said earlier, rightfully so. Do it. Because like you said, they don't have a luxury piece and they need to be stamped as a luxury watch company. Well, they have luxury pieces. Have yes, luxury yes. Pieces. I mean, sorry, 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 sorry. You just, of, yeah. We in just terms of them. what appeals to like yes. the mass public. Yes. They, they really don't. They really don't. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. don't have anything that like a lot of people get super excited about. They yes. know the lowest hanging fruit is the Speedmaster. Yes. Everyone loves it. Yes. And you've got loyalists. Yes. That are that are just buying references at the reference. People are buying who are getting into it, buying vintage things. Yeah. And this is just like, even if you can't afford this, the whole it's just wow. It's like I I would visit an Omega an Omega uh boutique boutique just to see it. I, I listen just to see it. I agree with you. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not. I can't spend eighty one thousand dollars on a watch. <laughs> if I could, I'd have it. Yes, but I'm definitely stopping by to check this out. Oh yeah, 100%. which 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 gives them also an opportunity from a business perspective to to get customers. Sell you something else. Because if I, you know, if I, you know, you know, if I walk into an Omega shop, I'm wearing my Speedmaster. Yes, hands down. Yes, right. Yes, which is going to start a conversation. They're going to get a new client. Smart move. Yes. Because this is going to bring people in. This is going to connect people. This is going to turn their stores back into a hub where people are exchanging information, talking to one another, which is what you want. I agree. You know, now if they could hire like more youthful personnel, you're cooking. Yeah. I, I listen, like I said, I am Stop. definitely got him, got him, got him. <laughs> and this, this is, I'm, 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 if I had 81 G's, man, Omega, you could take it all. So, is it worth 81K? I think so. Yep. I think it is. Um, I think even enamel bezel aside, gold, palladium, platinum, whatever. The dial alone has me. When you look at the work that went into making this dial, and then you get to see the way it shines. Um, I mean, it's gorgeous. A lot of effort went into this. I think it's a beautiful piece. It's also a nice capstone to uh, the 1957 reference. Like, if I'm Omega, this is the last one. I'm not doing another one. Not in this reference. This is it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like capstone it. Like OG sold for 3.4 million. We got this one for 81,000. It's all you're getting. We're doing something else. Yeah, I hope so. But I mean, I think so. They, I mean, they they seem pretty calculated. Then they they make really good moves. Like I like the way Omega moves. But I think going back to um, referencing the Phillips auction because we talked about this. More so in particular with the only watch auction and the Tudor that sold for a lot of money. But it was like, how are these watch companies going to respond? And I think we're starting to see what we suspected all along. Yes. Because you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, even though this thing is tricked out, the margins are good. Yeah. Let's be honest. Margins are good on this. Oh, yeah. It's good. Margins are great. It's good on but this. That's, <laughs> so that's why I said, that's that's why I sure. said that it might be a reach. This, this watch still probably took 50K to make. Yeah. Probably less. I don't know. I would be surprised if it was less than that. I think probably less. But I, close. I, I think I think 30 or 40 range. You think less than that? No, I don't think less. He, he I, no, 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 no. That face you just made. I mean, do. I don't know because... I, Everything is in house. Everything right. is yeah, in house. Like, honestly, probably twenty. <laughs> the, the honest, Let's go twenty. Let's say probably twenty. Onyx probably onyx twenty. Sure. The Onyx ain't in house. The Onyx isn't in house. The what is in house is the metal. The Onyx is in house, but they're, they're using CNC machines and they're using like some of the best. And the CNC machining uh, process, though it is incredibly impressive. 
is super automated these days and it doesn't cost a lot to do that. And Onyx is not, uh, it's pretty, but I'm willing to bet that the dial is probably the most inexpensive part of the watch. Yes. The hands cost definitely. The, 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 the hands cost more than the, the, the dial is just it's just the most beautiful part of the watch. But that's the beauty about yeah, Onyx. The hands cost more, right? Than the dial. Is that it, it doesn't have to be. And, and let's you know, like really good Onyx is very expensive. Yes, and they're using some of the best. But I don't think the dial is the most expensive part of the watch. Um, the dial just happens to be the most attractive. Yes, and I think then they probably. I suspect again. I don't know, but. If I'm saying, oh, black onyx dial, we they sold the watch auction 3.4 million. I'm thinking like we got to give them more. Yeah. Because the black onyx dial is not enough. So then you move on to, you know, what they're doing with the the precious metals and then the bezel. Like to me, all of that probably comes after. Um, because you have to give people a reason why you're giving them this elevated price point because this is all part of the plan. We want to elevate this piece. Yeah. We want this piece to get all the claim and respect that it deserves. So, okay. So, my go ahead. You go. So, what I'm going to ask. Sure. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to dig up old graves. But I am going to ask. So, this OP again. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Ben is going to choke me. <laughs> Listen. No, no. So, I'm not going to bring up the OP, but what I'm going to say is this. So, to your point, if they know that the that the piece sold at the auction for X amount of dollars, they feel that they can merit this watch at X amount of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that there was some kind of pause in between to where they go ahead and say, we have to res respond. Sure. Something is done, and then you go ahead and you respond. So if something is placed, like if a trend is set, you go, oh, shoot, we're going to miss out if we don't hit. On this, yeah, you have to. It's but it's not even it's not even like missing out. It's like like this is not. This no, but I, I, but I'm saying I'm I'm kind of like going. I'm kind of leaning a little bit off the subject of um, Omega, but I'm saying more or less in the simple fact that you know we we have had conversations where we say like, oh, this has been in the works or this has been in preparation. It's the same as let's say a rap battle. Somebody dissed you on the track, you gotta. Come up with something off the but top right I, away. I, I get, I get what you're saying, but I think with Omega, it's a little different. Okay. I think Omega, just looking at the history and everything they've done, what I love about Omega is that they they run their own race. They think long term. Yes. That's how it seems to me. Yes. And so, they know this isn't done to for a cash grab. They don't need a cash grab. Of course. Right? They're not making their bread and butter on this $81,000 watch. Of course. This $81,000 watch is bringing them back into a conversation that they want to be part of, that they feel like they're not getting their just due. So this is about responding to the marketplace yes. and planting our flag. Like, we're still here. Mm -hmm. We still deserve all the respect mm -hmm. that we feel like we deserve. We're not going anywhere. Yes. Look at what we just did. Yeah. And no matter how anyone feels about it, everyone's going to talk about it. And even the people who hate this piece, I guarantee you, if they see it in person, they're going to get it. They're going to be like, I understand and I respect it because you know what? You're not Rolex. Yes. And you don't really do this. Not a lot. This is a good move for you. This is a great move for you. But what I'm interested in in seeing who responds to all of the hoopla with auctions last year is Tudor. Because for, if Tudor can respond to that, however they do, that can completely change their business. Yes. Because they're still not getting the respect and the claim that they deserve. They, and they don't have that peace, right? They don't have, they don't have a Speedmaster, right? All of the Tudors that people love reference Rolex pieces of the past. Yes. They all do. Yeah. Even the Black Bay 58. The it references, yeah. it references an older Tudor that references this, uh, 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 a Rolex, Submariner. Sure. So, you know, they sold this GMT for $700,000. Yeah. Cool. What's next? I love Black Bay 58s. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably one of the coolest dive watches in the market right now. Yeah. Right? Um, just because of all the different things that they're doing and the risk taking that they're doing, mm -hmm. right? But what are you? What, they haven't planted their flag yet to me. 
And it's like, how do you respond to selling a watch for $700,000? You got to respond. Yes. What's the piece you're going to do? Is it going to be another Black Bay 58? It shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm waiting. But who knows if they'll if they'll just like go ahead and go to the drum board and just like create a whole new watch. Because also, too, you have to remember that they are independent, but they're underneath a strict father. Sure. <laughs> I get it. So like with that being said, it's but like- they've got an incredible opportunity. Yes. They have an incredible opportunity. A bigger like one than- anyone has had last year absolutely absolutely right? they tried it with the bb58 uh solid gold because that's the first gold uh tutor watch the next one that comes out maybe it just like blows the market it blows well, the, everything the ceramic out of the one they did it too because they did the all ceramic watch and then on top of that the movements meta certified yeah it's that they're moving they're moving innovatively but i think that it also depends on what you know big brother or you know i think we'll see them respond i think you know again just speculation but if the year that they had Mm -hmm. big brothers taking them more seriously yes if they're not they should they should and they need to think about where this place is going long term especially with what you have going on next door Mm -hmm. right if rolex is doing what they're doing and it's like, okay, we've got this other brand cooking and moving and shaking, and they can fill the void that we created and left. Um, we should fill it. And so what they need is they need they need another North Flag that's not a North Flag, right? Like they need another Ranger that's not a Ranger. Mm-hmm. Like they need that watch that's kind of like really, really good that feels that that you know that does what an explorer did mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah really and truthfully they you think they, make, you think they, you think they create a whole new watch yeah i think they should but i don't think that i don't think creating a whole new watch for tudor means like coming up with a totally new design language i mm. think just like look at what worked really well for you yeah and then look at different elements of past pieces that that you know move people yeah you know the ranger dial moves me the north flag dial moves me like i think those are really great watches mm-hmm. um the ranger is very explorer the north flag is very explorer in a totally different way mm-hmm. what happens if like the design language between both those watches come together and create something new like that's how i think and i'm like okay boom like let's do something along that vein Right. Let's do something for the explorer and everybody. Let's do something and give ourselves an excuse to create a story and build a narrative that's not centered around a celebrity. Well, they already did that with the FXD. That thing's they did. They did an amazing job. They started with the FXD. That was brilliant. To be honest, they kind of started with the ceramic Black Bear. So the all ceramic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Metas movement. It's all PVD. Yeah, like that's cool and amazing. But still, it's the same. I think that was a great. That was a great uh, pivot for the Black Bay 58, but like still not like, you know? Yeah. And so I'm looking for like something to like blow you, blow your blow it out of the mind. water. Yeah. You just you guys just sold a, a fucking excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. You guys just sold the watch for seven hundred thousand dollars at auction. <laughs> like, come on. Yes, yes, yes. A watch that maybe they do. Maybe they that should retail for like. Four grand. Maybe you go ahead and you do a slimmer profile on the GMT. I've been saying but that. I think if they do, if they no, but yeah. if they do a but GMT fifty eight, if they do a GMT fifty eight, no, no, it won't blow. No, fire. yeah, yeah. It's gonna, I don't, it's gonna, it'll I don't be think popular. people are inclined to buy it though. It'll sell. It'll, it'll sell. sell. It'll I'm not sell. saying it's not going to sell. I'm just saying no one's going to be like, oh, but I need to go not, get this. But it's not. It's not. That that isn't a good response to what happened. Oh, of course, at the auction. Yes, that's just that's just that's just a money. That's a money grab. Yeah. That's a money grab. And they should still do it. It doesn't mean don't do it. Yeah. Go for the bag. Yeah. But go for the gold. Yeah. No, I Get agree the with trophy. You. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, me and you are on Bring the same Bring the page. rose back. Yeah. Put a real shield in the watch. I agree with you. Like, you got so many, you got the smiley face. They have so many of these great, these, these great elements, the snowflake hands. Like, yeah. so many dials of the past that are incredible. It's like, Yo, let's let's really make something special. Yeah, they're figuring it out, man. They they dropped uh, Lady Gaga. 
Respect. <laughs> so, what she know about cameras? <laughs> that that's, uh, that that wraps us for this episode. <laughs> uh, no disrespect to Lady Gaga, we love you. We just don't believe you know a whole lot about watches or cameras. Uh, but we'd love to have you on the show. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. <laughs> At least to defend yourself. Um, this has in. been fun. Um, it's great to be back for the new year. Yes. Um, I encourage everyone watching to to check out our our holiday Instagram live episodes. Again, you can find us on Instagram at Wrist Check Pod. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're on Spotify. Um, where else are we at? We're uh, the website is getting launched. Um, we're going to be everywhere. We're also on YouTube, um, yeah. which is the easiest way uh, to to see us. Um, if you have any questions, we are all accessible via social media. Mm-hmm. You know, drop a DM, uh, get at us. We respond, leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Yes, yes. Peace. Peace.